Welcome to the Mighty Rip Podcast, hosted by Dave DeBah. As always, the Mighty Rip Podcast is coming to you live from the super plush Mighty Rip Broadcast Studios in the heart of Silicon Valley. Now, to the host that can't stop ripping on players, coaches, and bad front office management, Dave DeBah. Coming up on the Mighty Rip Pod, we take a look back at the match part two. What an absolutely fantastic event. Huge ratings, <laughs> uh, if you will, for, I don't know, who the, for Capital One. Capital One had huge ratings. Um, plus, uh, Michael Jordan said one thing, but the audio said a completely different thing. And the National Basketball Association appears to be ready to make some sort of announcement at some point during this week about an upcoming end of the season and playoff experience. I've got some opinions on that. And don't you think the PGA Tour players, like when they get on the tour, should have to wear a mic? It should like be a requirement to become a PGA Tour member. All of that, and trust me, a whole lot more coming up on the Mighty Rip Pod today. But we begin with, if you will, earth-shattering ratings for the match part two, which featured, as as I like to call it, TP1 versus TP2. Now, TP1 is Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. And it was um, an absolutely fantastic event. I sat down and I, like the other 6.3 million people in America, (laughs) tuned in to watch the match part two. Now, to put that number in perspective, that was the highest rated all-time cable sporting event. (laughs) <laughs> and this uh, huge ratings, as Marv Albert might say, for Capital One. I mean, absolutely huge ratings for uh, for golf over the weekend. And, you know, as, as I was sitting there watching this whole thing unfold, and the first couple holes, as you know, I mean, if you watch the whole thing, the first couple holes were, they were a little slow. Uh, I mean, like, I was like, oh my God, this is turning into that Ricky Fowler uh, event with Dustin Johnson from a, from a week and a half ago. Please, please, please get some energy going. But by the third hole, you could tell things were, uh, were on the right track. And as things progressed on the front nine, the entire world, <laughs> the internet universe, celebrities, National Football League players you've heard of and some National Football League players you've never heard of before all came out of the woodworks to pile on Tom Brady because Tom Brady was playing golf and I'm not going to speak for you. Well, screw it. I will. (laughs) Tom Brady was playing the way you and I play golf. He was occasionally hitting a good shot and the rest of it was military golf. Left, right, uh, far, far right. So far right, it's on a different fairway. Far right, Tom Brady. Um, if 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 he played that way in the National Football League, he would have played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers early on in his career. <laughs> I'm just saying, like he would have been there in like year two or three if he played that poorly. 
Um, and then the way he was playing during the first six and a half holes of this event. Now, uh, uh, enter Charles Barkley, who uh, was chiming in and giving Char- uh, giving uh, Tom a-, a hard time. Uh, in fact, uh, Brooke Kepka offered 100K if Tom would just simply make a par on the front nine. And so poor Tom is just getting just ringed. And he finds himself in the middle of the fairway on the seventh hole. He's lying. This is going to be his third shot. <laughs> and he's 150 yards out. And he just gets ripped, shredded, if you will, by Charles Barkley in an interview because he's wearing a mic <laughs> and there's cameras everywhere and he and he gets ribbed and you can tell you can tell Tommy is a little visibly upset like he's not happy he didn't just win a super bowl he didn't just win a game he didn't just finish a press conference where the team was successful no, he was taking a bashing. <laughs> he literally was getting bashed everywhere. And you knew he knew what was going on in the social media sphere as well because they allowed the players to use their phones during the match. Look, there is so much that the PGA Tour can learn, <laughs> should take from what they did during this event. Look, I'm not saying PGA Tour players should be riding around in golf carts. I think that's an absolutely horrific idea. But why aren't they all mic'd to begin with? I'm just saying, like literally every PGA Tour player, when they enter, they they sign their deal to be on, they somehow qualify, uh, they take a sponsor's exemption, they're somehow a permanent member on tour. (laughs) Those players should be forced to sign a deal which requires them, if asked, to have to wear a mic on the course. It brought so much entertainment uh, to us uh, that we would have never gotten in any other scenario. And to be honest, this is exactly what the National Basketball Association and the National Football League, and it's the thing Major League Baseball can't get through its head. But it's the thing the two biggest sports in in North America get. They understand. They understand how to make progressive rule changes. Now, of course, the National Football League is a little slow sometimes to make those rule changes. But the PGA Tour is just sitting there. The technology is there. They should just move forward with that. Anyway, so Tommy, Tommy is sitting there. He's just sitting there. He's just all flustered. You could sit. He grabs, he grabs a club. You can just see the pain on Tommy Brady's face. It's the same pain you and I have after seven or eight bad holes of golf. And what does he do? He proceeds to just walk up and he hits a beautiful 150 yard on a string. I mean, nails it, hits it on the green and then pulls the string back like a professional golfer. <laughs> yeah, and pulls the spring bag and slam dunks the ball into the hole. That is exactly, that is the uh, why people play golf. Look, a lot of people would just be happy to stick the ball on the green where it landed in the first place. But to actually have spin on the ball and for it to actually string it, if you will, right back down into the hole was amazing. Now, 
for all of you Tom Brady, New England Patriot, uh, conspiracy theory people out there, <laughs> I am shocked today. Like we're a couple days after this happened. I'm absolutely shocked that I haven't seen some sort of feature headline that says Tom Brady was using a magnetic golf ball <laughs> on the seventh hole, and that's what drew the ball back into the hole and the pin. I mean, like, I'm shocked Like I haven't seen this conspiracy theory yet out there. Anyway, so Tom Brady, a uh, hell of a job. Um, look, Peyton Manning's got so many great stories. Tiger Woods, you got to pay attention to him. He's got he's got a lot of really good comments. And Phil just can't help himself. I mean, he literally can't help himself at all. He cannot in any way shut up. <laughs> that is a that is a big issue for Phil Mickelson. I'm telling you. So Phil was great, um, and uh, he came up with some great uh, great things. In fact, we we actually produced something uh, here. He called it a hellacious seed. <laughs> um, so uh, which is like a stinger. Uh, but uh, but Phil's got all sorts of um, Ben Stein equations on uh, on what exactly a hellacious seed, uh, his version of the Stinger uh, really is. So a fantastic event, twenty million dollars raised for charity uh, for for COVID uh, nineteen uh, support. Um, absolutely amazing. A lot certainly. Uh, can be learned from that. Okay, two um, two sort of uh, uh, competing National Basketball Association stories for you next on the big podcast. Um, and uh, and and one of those is um, now we all we're going to start just real quick, and we're going to touch on this um, before we get into the uh, the return of the National Basketball Association and what that might actually uh, look like as pixie dust gets sprinkled all over it. <laughs> um, but um, but I thought we would start with what, what happened with Michael Jordan. So as we all know, um, we all sat through Michael Jordan's 10-part uh, miniseries, The Last Dance. Well done. Uh, fantastic show. They did a great job on it. Um, and as you know, Jordan does not in any way like Isaiah Thomas. And so there was all of this controversy, all of this controversy over whether or not Michael Jordan actually asked the uh, actually asked the people at USA Basketball to keep to keep Isaiah Thomas off of the team. Michael Jordan flat out denies it. He denies it. Uh, he's been denying it for for 30 years. And out pops these tapes today. <laughs> these Watergate conspiracy tapes that came out today, but they're real. And on the tape, you can hear Michael Jordan actually saying, and I'm just going to paraphrase, um, that he didn't, he wasn't going to play on the USA basketball team in '92 if Isaiah was on the team. And then, uh, and then uh, the person on the other side said, "Well, Charles Barkley doesn't want him to be on the team either." So. So, so the question is, is this a big deal? The question is, do you feel in any way duped by the last dance? Do you feel in any way duped by Michael Jordan? Or does it just not matter at all? <laughs> so I come out on the, who cares? I, I mean, like, it's possible that Michael Jordan actually made that phone call 
and never remind remembered actually making that phone call. It is entirely possible that that's something Michael Jordan did. Now, do I think Michael Jordan has been lying to us all along? Yeah, that's probably what's uh, what's happening. But like any good mob boss, <laughs> you would expect that mob boss to not tell you where 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 uh, where somebody is actually buried. You would you would expect a good mob boss to keep a lie going. <laughs> so so do I blame Michael Jordan for not fessing up and coming forward with the truth? Um, over this small little thing, eh, no, not really. Does it change my opinion of Michael Jordan? No. In fact, for some people, it will actually give them uh, more reason to respect Michael Jordan in the first place. It's the whole mob mentality because Michael Jordan wasn't just a basketball player. Michael Jordan was the NBA. Michael Jordan put the National Basketball Association on the international map. Basketball in China wouldn't exist the way it exists today without Michael Jordan. Basketball in South America wouldn't exist the way it does today without Michael Jordan. Basketball in Europe certainly wouldn't be at the level that it's currently at without Michael Jordan. Basketball, well, screw Australia. You get the point. (laughs) Michael Jordan is one of the reasons the National Basketball Association and basketball as a general has spread across the entire world because we all love to watch Mike play. It was that great. We all love the brand that he built and we all love the shoes that he sells. It's that simple. (laughs) And so for a mob boss that is Michael Jordan to occasionally be forced to lie about something, it's not in any way surprising, and it shouldn't change your opinion of Michael Jordan. In fact, you should gain more respect for him, in, in my opinion. All right, um, so moving on to the modern-day world of the National Basketball Association. Look, if Ice Cube had his way, there'd be a four-point line in the National Basketball Association, I'm telling you. Anyways, moving on to the NBA as it stands today. The National Basketball Association is in a really interesting spot. Now, they're going to be announcing some stuff a little bit later in the week. And what do we expect the National Basketball Association to announce? Now, on Friday, uh, they are talking about um, uh, having a meeting with all of their owners. um, And prior to that, they're getting together with the player representatives, um, owners, and and team um, and high-level officials in, in, in the league, as well as as well as uh, team members, um, to try to figure this stuff out, uh, which I think is fantastic. So they're, they're going to try to, like, before the vote is made, they're going to have the votes. <laughs> um, and, and not only are they going to have the vote, this is unlike Washington, D.C. Uh, there's only one house here. Uh, so they're, 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 they're going to get everything squared ahead of time so that they're ready uh, to pass whatever it is that they're going to pass. Now, uh, Mark Cuban, who's been fantastic of uh, of, of late, um, he's always great, um, you know, has been on a variety of different uh, shows. Uh, he was on ESPN earlier in the day. Cuban basically said, hey, wouldn't it be great if all 30 National Basketball Association teams were in the playoffs this year? 
<laughs> and for that, I say, no, Mark, it would not be great. It would not be fun in any way for me to watch my Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> struggle to score 60 points in a playoff basketball game. It would not be great to watch a depleted Golden State Warrior team attempt to win a game in the playoffs. Look, uh, I, I, I'm not opposed to um, there being some sort of play-in for the for the teams that are on the uh, uh, cusp or precipice <laughs> of making the playoffs. Not opposed to that at all, nor should you be. Um, so, um, but all 30 teams, that just sounds absolutely ridiculous. What do we think is actually going to happen? Do we actually think that the two seed in the National Basketball Association, the Los Angeles Lakers, are actually going to lose in a seven-game series to the Minnesota Timberwolves? And the answer is absolutely not. Like, there's no chance. Now, maybe the 16th seed in, in a round-robin tournament uh, where, where we get rid of the West and we get rid of the East. We get rid of the Crips. We get rid of the Bloods. <laughs> there's no East Coast. There's no West Coast rap. It's just all, it's just all one big thing. And we take the 16 teams and we seed them and we let them play. Uh, so the, the Lakers being in uh, seed number two uh, position would, would, would at that point go up against the, uh, uh, are you ready for this? Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn Nets. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a game I want to see. That is a series that I want to see. Look, I'm not saying Kevin Durant's coming back, <laughs> but it's been like uh, it's been like 400 days. I'm just saying. Look, Kev- Katie's not coming back, and we all know that. But still, Kyrie versus uh, LeBron. There's some interesting pieces on that uh, on that Brooklyn team. At least they'd have. A fighter's chance. At least they'd have a fighter's chance. Versus like the poor Minnesota Timberwolves, who'd have no chance in hell this year doing anything with the Los Angeles Lakers. Look, it makes no sense to allow all of these bad basketball teams into some sort of round robin playoff experience. Especially when you get down to the last, you know, five or six bad teams in the National Basketball Association. They do not belong there, Adam Silver. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm also saying that to Mark Cuban. So as I mentioned, there are some other options. Look, the, the other thing is we could just simply have, uh, have some play-in games for the teams that are sort of near the playoffs and give them a chance uh, to, uh, to make the playoffs. You know, teams like Portland, um, if you will, Sacramento, uh, Phoenix uh, sort of has an outside chance. San Antonio, those are your teams that are sort of sitting on the outside that if they went on a run, if the regular season had been completed, would have still had some sort of outside chance of making the playoffs. Um, so if you want to give those guys some sort of play-in opportunity, then go ahead and do it. I think the big question is, if you do have 16 teams at the start of the playoffs, do you seed them west and east the way you've always done it? Or do you take this opportunity and seed them in a um, in a different way, as, as I mentioned earlier, where you just get rid 
of the left and the right, <laughs> you get rid of the West and the East, and you just seed them on best record. Top 16 teams in the National Basketball Association make the playoffs. If you did that, and that's something that the NBA, uh, countless other media members have been talking about uh, for a really, really long time. <laughs> like, like uh, I think the movie Frozen was still in development like early development, like the script was still being written when people were starting to talk about this as an option. Uh, in case you didn't know, it takes like five years to make one of those Pixar movies. <laughs> They're right down the street. It takes forever for one of those things to come to life. Um, anyways, so is this a, a good idea? Um, and I think, you know, like people are going to say, well, like they should just stick to the normal rules. It's one thing. It's another thing. You know, they're they're obviously going to end up playing in. Uh, it looks like Disney World um, where nobody's going to have a, any kind of home court advantage. Um, all the playoff teams are going to be sequestered, <laughs> if, you, if you will. Uh, jury style sequestering for the National Basketball Association. Um, so you're, you're going to have all of that go down. And the question is, is it, uh, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? And there's a lot of people out there that are sort of purists that would come out and say, well, you know, we don't change the rules. We didn't, you know, you need to change the rules. Dave Dubois, you need to change those rules at the start of the season. And I say to those people, look, nobody predicted there was going to be a pandemic. Adam Silver would not be making these playoff changes or potential playoff changes if there were no pandemic. It's that simple. But this is the rarest of rare opportunities to do something right. And this whole East-Western setup that the National Basketball Association has had for the last, uh, I don't know, countless years, for as long as I can remember, is so old and so needs to be revamped. It's not even funny. Why not take advantage of this opportunity at this point to do it now? Now, if you hear any squeaking in the background, that would be Rocky, <laughs> Rocky the Wonder Pup. Uh, the new puppy has found his way into the Mighty Rip podcast. Anyways, um. So, uh, so my opinion on this is, yeah, go ahead and do it. Let's make the change. Let's try something different. I love change. <laughs> I, I, at least I love trying it. And why not take this opportunity? I mean, look, you're going to have all these teams together. Um, they're they're going to be uh, in a bunch of different sort of uh, floors in these massive hotels that they have at Disney World. And, and everything's going to be gated off. They're going to try to do their best to keep everybody safe. Why not take advantage of the situation? I heard somebody else earlier today say, well, you shouldn't be taking advantage of the coronavirus. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like, like everybody's going to have to do what they have to do to survive. Like, like how many companies have moved into the world of making masks? <laughs> I'm serious. Like they used to sell millions and millions of dollars of t-shirts and sweatshirts. And now they're just simply making masks. 
are they making more money? Some of them might be. Are they taking advantage of the situation? Or are they just being entrepreneuristic? I totally blew that word. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Or are they just being, um, just taking, trying to make a buck? Look, the National Basketball Association has a real opportunity to really drive ratings during this pandemic. And isn't that really what this is all about? Look, as a basketball fan, it would be so entertaining to watch this where you just had uh, just a flat seed, top 16 teams in the National Basketball Association make the playoffs. And that's exactly what I want to see. Ratings will go through the roof. Uh, you will you will have um, uh, you will have uh, um, if you will NBA final style ratings for the first round if this actually happens. All right, uh, North America. Um, hey, so uh, thanks so much for tuning in to the uh, to the big uh, mighty rip pod. Uh, check out our big website at mighty.rip when you have a chance. We also have a huge new merch store. <laughs> which you can access as well at mighty.rip or you can go straight to it at mighty.vip. Uh, yeah, speaking of a uh, hellacious seed, uh, you'll find a really cool hellacious seed <laughs> uh, uh, hoodie uh, on, uh, on the website. Compliments of uh, Phil Mickelson's wackiness, if you will. All right, North America, thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Mighty Rip Pod. I am Dave Dubois, reminding you that sometimes players, coaches, and front office folks make horrifically bad decisions, Bill O'Brien, and it's our jobs as fans to set them straight. Thanks so much for listening to the Mighty Rip Podcast. Make sure to check out Mighty.Rip, where we are covering the latest from the world of sports. This month, we have in-depth coverage of the National Football League Draft, Michael Jordan's return to TV, and the NBA's latest attempts to produce virtual sports. 